Welcome to our reality, everyone. I don't know why you're here, but I'm glad you are because tonight we're going to be going over the second episode of season four of Sequestered that just premiered not an hour and a half ago. And luckily, we did not have an hour and a half of stress to go over tonight. We only have an hour and seven minutes of stress that we can review and go over and talk about with everyone that's here. If you're here live, we've got the chat open. As always, if you have comments about tonight's episode, if you want to talk about anything specific, please don't be afraid to hop in that chat. We are here. We're, we're here for the people, you know? I mean, most of the time, maybe, maybe I don't know, whatever. Uh, we're going to talk about episode two tonight. We're going to cover it all. If we miss anything, obviously yell at us because there's a lot that happens in each episode of Sequester and we're not going to get everything. I'm just going to tell you right now, you're going to be disappointed in some of the things that we forget to cover. Uh, but first off, before we get into tonight's episode, of course, I want to introduce my co-host tonight, Daniel Icon Brown and the lovely Roxy Hotman. I switched the order up again. I know you catch me every time I do it. Uh, but I also want to thank everyone that joined us last week to cover the premiere. Uh, everyone that was here live, everyone that didn't watch us live, those in the comments, you guys were all very helpful. Obviously, uh, I already thanked Mark Holman for sending me tweets because he knew my sequester knowledge, especially with the minis, was not, uh, he wasn't confident in them, is what I'm saying. He wasn't confident in me hosting a podcast about sequesters. Thank you again. Thank you to all the friends who retweeted uh, and spread the love because we had way more people than I thought would be watching last week watching. Uh, so thank you, everyone who did watch. All right, let's get to tonight's episode. Roxy, Daniel, we have a new eliminee. We have, uh, we have a, this is a Billy episode for sure. I put Billy in the thumbnail, uh, not knowing that she would be important, uh, <laughs> in this episode, but boy was Billy important in this episode. Uh, <laughs> and obviously I want to get your thoughts on everything. So Daniel, give me your thoughts tonight's episode in a nutshell. What'd you think? Um, I love Billy. Natalie's a little weird and Katie was robbed. All right, that was that was definitely in a nutshell. Roxy, episode in a nutshell. What would you think? What did I think? Um, <laughs> I was confused, then yes. sort of got it, then loved it, and wondered if Billy picked who she wanted to kill according to their eye movement. But I don't know. We'll see. I knew. Okay, I didn't know how long we were going to last before right. Roxy brought up Billy two and shaking eyes. Uh, Come it, on. Was two, it was two and a half minutes though, uh, and that was because I talked for two minutes. Yeah. Um, but you all wondered it too. Don't act like I'm the only person who wondered that. <laughs> You're the you only know one. good and well that y'all actually were Roxy. That's like I didn't think of. It. <laughs> just... I didn't think about it, but I as soon as that twist came out and we I knew that Billy was the killer. I thought, oh, one, Roxy's going to be confused by this twist. Two, <laughs> we're going to instantly have to talk about Billy trusting people based on their eye movement, and we know for sure that Billy is going to keep those eyes still throughout the entire night because she is not getting found out as the killer, which she didn't, uh, which is good for Billy. And I don't know if you guys agree, but I, and I agree with Tracy before the podcast started, uh, Tracy said that Billy did really good tonight. Um, mm -hmm. but, uh, or in fact, Billy owned the episode until the vote. Unfortunately, in my opinion, because Billy voted Natalie out and we made a point of seeing Billy tell Natalie, you know, you're good. You know, you we're, we're good with each other. You, you just got to play a little bit harder. That's the only thing. And we saw Natalie and being like, okay, that kind of pisses me off to hear Billy be like, you got to play harder, which of course, Billy may be a little bit more confident after tonight. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame Billy after, you know, successfully being the anonymous killer all night and having that not only 
uh, get you through the round, but also have that on your resume if you do get to make it far enough uh, to say that you were the killer in that round. I feel like that's going to bode well for Billy uh, if Billy doesn't make it to the end. Um, but with that vote, ah, she really threw herself in the hole there. Wait, I have to make a correction. I apologize, Natalie. Who was the detective? Rachel. Rachel. Rachel, okay. Rachel's the weird one. Natalie, I apologize. <laughs> From the bottom of my heart. That's Rachel was the weird one. Why are you calling people weird? Oh, just, I mean, it's all fun. Love you, Rachel. You're weird. Oh, it's all fun. You're weird. (laughs) Listen, Uh, I have extensive notes on how the, that's what took me so long. I kept having to be like, wait a minute. And pause, rewind, like, wait, what? Every time Audrey does this to me, she has all of these rules and I'm like, do you know it's super late in the day when I'm watching this and my ADD medicine has long worn off and I don't, I'm going to have to start taking extra ADHD medicine on Sundays because I was like, wait, so, okay. So for only the first round, it, it could be this person. Okay, wait, I got it now though. I got it. I got it, it was, like among us on steroids essentially yeah it it was was. i would agree with that i got it like my eyes aren't shifting or anything look at me i understand it took a minute though not gonna Mm -hmm. lie one thing for sure roxy that you should just know right off the bat audrey does schedule the episodes to make sure that she messes with your adhd uh schedule uh to the point that we have to discuss the twist for 10 minutes on end just so we understand it and two i knew i knew initially we were gonna have to do this so i made sure that i pulled up the exact point when mm-hmm. sequester bart started talking about the twist so we could play it here and just get it out of the way i cannot be the only person that reads the rules to the twist and goes but wait, what? Wait, hold mm-hmm. on. What? I cannot be. I am not the only moron, right? Well, it's no, 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 no. Because I mean, right. I I had to figure it out along the way too. But mm-hmm. at, at a certain point, I was just like, it's not going to help me to keep watching uh, the instructions. It's just going to help me to watch the episode from here on out and then figure it out from there. Because once you see it play out, it's different than watching the graphs that go across the screen. You know. But speaking of the graphs, let's watch the graphs go across the screen. One person has randomly been selected to be a killer, and another person a detective. The killer will create a kill list, that they can modify one time during the twist. Based on the order of the list, each round the killer is not discovered, a player on the kill list, will go up for elimination. The only person they can't put on their list is the detective. If the killer is discovered in the first round, they will be up for elimination with the first person on their list. If the killer is not discovered, two people will be killed. Then, in round two, just one. In the final round, if they are not caught by the detective, the detective will be up for elimination with the victims. The detective, selected by random draw, is going to be Rachel, and over the three rounds she is going to need to have conversations with the other players to deduct who the killer is. If she guesses correctly the killer will be stopped and up for elimination. She must solve the case before becoming the name on the kill list. It's time to meet the killer. All right. Uh, I'm going to cut it out of the way because that's basically the twist. Um, And obviously, we're going to get into everything that happened along with the twist. But I feel like if we get into this right now, 
we're going to completely forget about the beginning of the episode, which was also very important because we finally got answers on what's going to happen with those darn LOSs. Uh, that really stumped us last week. We were like, well, what's going to happen then? Because Josh, one of Josh's big reasons of why he got eliminated was because he was standing there jumping through the cabinets, you know, trying to search for an LOS. Um, but we finally got word on what's going on. And what is going on is that after each elimination, uh, the eliminee is eliminee. I, I, keep, I said that once already, and it's not a word, but like, I'm, I'm taking I know, and I already made a face about it the first time that you said it. Mm -hmm. I already went. I kind of think I like it though. Eliminate. Okay, well, that's not how it works, Daniel. Just because you like it, it doesn't make it a word. Like, I'm an eliminate. <laughs> I'm defeated. I'm an eliminate. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, Josh uh, was heading over to what is now known as the safety suite. No, luxury room or luxury row. Luxury row. Uh, I'm going to say it. Yes. Now. But I thought safety suite at first, so I figured I needed to say it. Uh, and I'm sure plenty of people are like, please don't ever say that again. But Luxury Row. Essentially, after each person wins a battle match, they head over to Luxury Row, and they have uh, three boxes in front of them. Two of them contain an LOS. One of them contains nothing. Oh, is uh, that an LOS? I thought it was like Advantage. Did they say? Did they? I, I just assumed. It's an it. Advantage, I think. I think Daniel's correct. I Yeah, because I don't think... I think like it could be like a because it, it's know. two two of them have it, they just said two of them have prizes. Well, actually, that's just what I wrote down. So. <laughs> <laughs> they have fun gifts. Uh, let's 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 listen back to what they say specifically. Selection. Okay. This season, when a player gets eliminated and wins a battle, match, they will be invited to a secret room called Luxury Row. Here, they will be presented with three boxes to choose from. Two of them hold. Power. One of them holds nothing. All right. So two of them hold power, not LOSs. Call me out. Sorry, got to do it. No, it's okay. I encourage it for everyone. <laughs> uh, in any case, uh, Josh does a little bubblegum, bubblegum. Like, I, I don't know. I didn't, I've never heard that rendition of the, the eeny, meeny, miny, mo type of phrasing. Bubblegum, bubblegum in a dish? I've never heard that. What childhood did you have? Right. I just said I actually just say room and then I go live. That and that's all I do. What? Definitely bubblegum, bubblegum in a dish. How many pieces do you wish? I've never heard that. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. These days, am I right, Roxy? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know what you said, but I'm agreeing with it. I was like, yeah, sure. Kids these days, right, Roxy? And but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've never heard it, but that's what he did, and he he chose the right box. He he pulls out an LOS, and now Josh feels good because he knows that not only does he have an LOS, he knows that people can't just vote him out for the sake of voting him out anymore. They have to pick him for a battle match. They have to be afraid to, in his words, beat him off. Which I don't know how that didn't make it into the episode title, uh, but that's what he said. And Roxy, um, I believe we're getting a call from the banker. This is now deal or no deal. Roxy, are you, are you good? I'm, I'm good. I, I, just, okay. I just is that a good offer? <laughs> no, it's terrible. Oh god! Oh no! <laughs> oh no! It's the worst offer. <laughs> In any case. Josh has an LOS. Good for Josh. Uh, Josh, so had a, for him. Josh had a bumpy episode last week, as we all know. Uh, but 
I, I I'm very happy to see him having a, a good episode here. One, not being up for elimination, which is already a plus in his case, but two, seemingly making at least a couple more connections than maybe he had in the last episode. We saw him talk to Shireen a lot this episode. And of course, Shireen was like, I get that Josh wants to work with me, but he definitely just wants to see me as more of a shield. Um, but we also saw him talk with Marcelo and Marcelo seemed to have a lot more positive things to say about Josh. Just in terms, I think he used the word cool points when uh, talking about Josh after having that little discussion. It seemed like very like strictly damage control, but then I feel like Marcelo was like, we actually kind of like him now. So like maybe I will actually work with him. Like it didn't seem super genuine at first. Yeah. But it's like, it seems with, with Marcelo, I think that kind of positive remarks in, when it comes to people is kind of rare. So it was, it was, it was weird to see him say that about Josh of all people uh, mm -hmm. when they were having that discussion. But um, yeah. Are you, are we, how do we feel about this LOS format uh, that we're not seeing the typical sequester style hunt for an LOS, find it. We're seeing more of a, it's when you get eliminated and win a battle match, or I should say um, when you just win a battle match, you don't have to get eliminated, I guess, to compete in the battle match. Uh, but it, does it open up the possibility of being more okay with being picked for a battle match with the hopes that you can come back with a power itself? Uh, okay, so here's like, I think I'm going to need to like watch a few episodes of it playing out because it could go like one or two ways. So, I mean, A, I don't think anyone's going to be willing to, you know, go to a battle match just to get an LOS. Like, I think that's you kind never of dumb. Know. I mean, there's maybe someone, but I mean, come on, when you're like throwing balls into like little whatever like no one's gonna like risk it three tier pyramid thank you very much <laughs> yes three tier pyramid um but so here's the thing so people are gonna come back now and it's kind of gonna be like the secret league like oh you came back from a battle match like we know what's up we know what happens after that so if they keep it a secret i think it could be really interesting but then i mean eventually it's going to get out i mean people are gonna have conversations and i mean whether it be like next episode or three episodes from then like people are gonna know and then I'm afraid that people will just start getting targeted because they come out of battle matches. So it could kind of like encourage like a bomb mentality. I'm kind of scared of that. But then by theory, they'll also have like advantages to kind of counter that. So I don't know. It could go like, I don't know how it's going to go. I'll get Roxy's thoughts in just a second. But uh, just kind of Josh. I have so many really thoughts. What okay. would you like to hear? <laughs> Oh, I was just gonna I was gonna say first in the chat, just kind of Josh said, I love the new LOS format. The original way was kind of just annoying to watch. It felt like having people searching constantly stifles gameplay, uh, which I think is also a good point. Uh, we're not gonna be constant. Well, actually, it depends on how long that this secret is kept. Uh, <laughs> um, depends on how long we'll see people searching constantly for LOS, as we saw it a lot tonight, too, uh, just in that first round of the twist itself. Um, but I agree. I, it is, I mean, it's kind of weird, but it's also kind of like a sequester staple to see people just randomly, uh, searching in ovens and climbing atop cabinets just to find a random LOS. Um, obviously it didn't bode well for Josh, uh, in last week's episode, even when there wasn't any LOSs to be found. Uh, Roxy, what do you think about this new LOS format? Okay. Well, I have a question. Okay. So what will happen you know, Josh is not planning on telling anyone that he has this LOS. I mean, my God, he was already eliminated for even looking for one. What will happen when they find out he has one? They want to flush it, right? Um, so what will happen when the next person comes back from 
the battle match after having gone to Death House Road. What is it called? What's it called? Luxury battle Road. Road. Luxury Hall. Yes. Um, luxury Road. Don't yes. Luxury oh, Road. It's because we live in Arkansas and we have Bathhouse Row and Hot Springs. It was so confused. Anyway, um, so when that person comes back and they have something, an advantage, a prize, what, whatever, and they tell someone that this has occurred, and then they're going to be like, well, wait, Josh came back. What does he have? So should he, I don't, what, what's he going to say? Oh, I didn't get to do that, or oh, I got the empty box, or that. Like, that's the dilemma. Is do you tell? Like, when when you have things like that, it's like, do you tell somebody? Who do you tell? Okay, somebody in chat says, um, "I feel like Josh will tell Brent, and Brent will throw him under the bus with no blood." I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that, <laughs> but this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like the fact that. I mean, what do you do? What's the best? What do you guys think is the best way to handle coming back from the battle match, knowing that you've got an advantage? What do you do? Um, I definitely, if you're Josh and you're the first person, like keep it hush hush. I feel like a lot of people, it's not going to be like, oh my god, Josh, you were like lying to me for rounds now that you had another. Like, no one's going to expect. You tell like, well, people you have It doesn't matter if you expect it. When you look for a reason to get rid of someone, it could be like, you wore denim the same day I did? <laughs> That's strictly right. a no. Jacob and Muna thing. You're out. <laughs> right. And then right. both being from Minnesota, that's like a Muna oh and Natalie thing. Like, that's I mean, true. That's true. I mean, I feel like I wouldn't tell anybody. I feel like I would right. do like Josh. I wouldn't tell anybody because it's my advantage. But what do you do or, when the next person comes back and they're like, hey, I got, this happened. And then they're like, hey, Josh. You got one too? <laughs> well, and that's, I think it's also like kind of the beauty of it because the people that are coming back from these battle matches, typically, I mean, one of them is getting voted out. The other is getting dragged. So the, the two people that got voted out have like returned now. So they are technically like on the outskirts of like the power structure right now. And so if I was Josh, I would go to Natalie and be like, hey girl, like I know what the hell you just did. <laughs> so let's let's use each other because obviously they're they voted us out. We let's come together. So that's what I would do. Yeah. I and that's kind of what Katie said after the battle match itself. It's just like there's a bunch of people in there who probably just lied to you. Uh, which also props to Katie for being probably the chillest person after losing yeah. a battle match ever. Uh <laughs> she was so wrong. I mean, yeah, but she also could have made more shots, I guess. But she would be the first person to also agree with me on that, probably. Uh but she kind of just said, you know, everyone's probably lying to you in there. Uh, so you just need to be wary of that. Um, and that's kind of what Natalie is already going to go into that house thinking, I'm sure, just by Billy vote alone. We also know that she's planning to go after Billy. So she says anyway, which I don't know how that's going to bode for Natalie. I think at least everyone knows that Natalie is here to play somewhat at this point, uh, because we were even questioning that last week. We were like, is Natalie even here? And then this week, I everyone didn't say that. You said it. It's on the record. Uh, roll back the record. I didn't say that about Natalie. That was the two of you. It was the two of us. <laughs> I'll take the I blame for it. I don't remember saying those things. <laughs> okay, Bill Clinton. 
<laughs> I was going for Aaron, but that yeah. works too. Uh, Aaron, yeah, Aaron did Bill say Clinton, that. Same yeah. person. Aaron did say that. I same exact person. I'd yeah. much rather be Clinton than Aaron. <laughs> um, I mean, but we do personally know him. So, you know. Anyhow, um, so <laughs> I was saying that this week it seems like everyone was all in agreement. It's like it doesn't look like Natalie's gonna make any connections anywhere, so she might as well be thrown up, especially when Billy's case just on a kill list. Um, but obviously, we can get into Billy, we can get into the kill list, we can get into the killer and detective twist as a whole right now if we're good to move on from LOS stuff. Yeah, let's go. All right. Oh, wait, I have one more question. <laughs> all right. So, was Josh sequestered all night? I mean, I know the edit <laughs> showed that he didn't come back until the next morning when they, you know, flung the barn doors open and he entered. But was he really gone all night? Um, uh, it seemed like it. And also, it seemed like everyone was kind of like either not allowed to talk to each other after the round or something because it seemed like people were definitely picking up from where they left off in the last round. Like, Brent like immediately pulled uh, Katie and like there definitely was not talking in between, or at least I think in between the end of the round and then the start of that next round. Cause it seemed very, okay, let's get the stuff from last round over with. Let's talk about that really quick and then we can move on. True. Uh, I don't know. Maybe good. someone can, I don't know if that's like um, top secret information. Or well, anything, I know but... <laughs> like they're not like in the jury house, you're not supposed to talk about the game, you know, unless there's, you know, documentation there. Um, so I just didn't know. Okay, so TR Comradey, Conradey, a person in chat, said uh, the other players are sequestered between rounds and do not know the battle match results until we reveal them in the next episode's filming. Okay. That answered we everything we needed to know. Uh, well, uh, yes, I needed to know. Let me think it on my lookers and talk that like down. Hey, girl. <laughs> uh, I know, I know, I, I know vaguely who TR is. Uh, I know, I know TR is always like a moderator in the minis, so I, I'm sure. I know what TRL is. Yeah, All right. I'm just, I don't. I'm so, I don't feel well. <laughs> <laughs> we all know. Everyone in chat knows. We all know. Don't worry. Oh, you know I don't feel well. I know. We, How did you yeah. know? I heard from chat. They said, they said Roxy doesn't feel well. It's true. <laughs> I think I have fever. Thank you, everyone who is actually in chat right now. Uh, if you if you're new to the channel, uh, I'm sorry that we are like we are how we are. Um, sometimes I'm not sorry. <laughs> but thank you for being here. Uh, the people that I just see in chat right now: Kenya, Tr, uh, Ace, Alexio, Tracy, Jordan. Shy boy Simmer. That's such a pretty Christina. name. Uh, anyone that's above that, I'm sorry uh, that I did not read off your name. But we do ha we do have stuff to talk about before we get to the twist. Yeah. I keep wanting to get to this twist because it's the main bulk of this episode. But there, like Daniel brought up, there is still a bunch of stuff that we can go over yeah. in terms of uh, just I before mean, we even got the read for it. Um, Brent is dead to Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> He's dead to me. Brent was something else, guys. Like <laughs> that really killed me. That killed me. Rachel's like, Brent is dead to me. And I was like, oh, that is a bold statement. And she goes, shade. And like, oh, she walks away. <laughs> like, oh I mean, God. look. 
I found the whole thing hilarious. Mm-hmm. A lot that we can talk about with Brent, and I feel like the main bulk of it is going to be one uh, with his whole "let me talk to Katie and kick everyone else out oh of the room" <laughs> that he had. Where he was just like, like slamming doors, like shutting the door on like... Una, shutting the door on Brendan. Actually, Brendan got through the door. He said, "Get out, though." Uh, and so I Brendan, know, Brendan was this is like he was like, the... "I'm never giving you Domino's pizza again." <laughs> this was like. Oh, Oh, Shades of BB-21 or something. I was like, what in the hell is going on? <laughs> but right before that is when Rachel kind of brought Katie in and was like, that whole thing with Brent was weird, right? With Josh, that whole vote thing. And right before that, I should say, backtracking a little bit more, Brent was pumped that Josh was back because that move ended up working. He's like, I'm really glad I voted out Josh because I feel like now he can trust me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not exactly the case, but uh, a lot, a whole lot of other people sure think that he trusts mm-hmm. Josh a lot more than he actually does. Um, what deal he tried to make with Katie, and Katie's like, <laughs> "Wait, that was me. an interesting deal." I was like, "Brent was instant me though." <laughs> Brent was like in sequester, like all night, probably thinking, "How in the hell am I gonna deal with Katie tomorrow?" And right? he was like, "Wait, we're gonna take each other into the battle match together, like." <laughs> I feel like I feel like for Katie, when Brent was giving her this this uh, marriage proposal, if you will, um, what was he calling it? Like a a marriage of something? I don't know. Whatever. He's throwing this deal out to her, and I feel like for Katie, it was like me trying to understand the rules of the twist. She was like, <laughs> "Oh wait, wait a minute, what? Wait, <laughs> re- can we rewind that? Because I." I gotta listen one one more time, one more time. Like, that's what she was like. She was like, "But hold on, mm-hmm. so but, you want to take me into a battle match? But uh, why? No, okay. I think that like he, I know what he was trying to do, like, and it's smart. But like, Katie just heard battle match and was like, "Um, excuse me," but it's yeah, essentially Mary, like. Obviously, if we make a deal that we're going to take each other into the battle match right now, why would I want to target you? It's like a no. I get what Brent it's was an insurance saying. policy. Yes, I get exactly what Brent was saying. <laughs> it's Katie's reaction to the, and Kenya pointed out marriage of necessity. Oh, but Tracy says of convenience. I don't know one or, one or the other, but it was killing me. And I, <laughs> the whole thing was so bizarre, and I was like. Guys, I can't do this. I already don't understand so much. <laughs> I can't do this. Brent, please be more concise with Katie. But I mean, she's gone, but whatever. <laughs> it's he is so gone, funny. Which, again, is probably good for Brent in a, in a large way. Also, right? because a lot of people in that house really want to keep around these shields, like are very gung ho about keeping around the shield. And Brent is like the shield among shields after his crack at who is the detective like three different <laughs> times in this episode. He uh, is very much like needed though. Like I feel like his energy is needed. Yes, don't get rid of him. He's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. He stood up and he was like, all right, before anybody leaves, Children, children, gather around. Which is ironic because Katie Katie was uh, in that conversation that we just talked about. was like, I work with children and talking (laughs) to Brett is like worse than working with children. (laughs) I don't think so, though. I just think that's like Katie's 
perception of the conversation. She's a little sassy. I love thing is I like love both of them and uh, me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know. Me, Roxy, me loving both of them doesn't mean that you don't love both of them. Daniel, it does too. That's exactly <laughs> what it means. This podcast is built on you two disagreeing, so I do feel like True. one of you has to choose. Okay, fine. I'll, it's in I'll our contract that we have to like, disagree. I'll hate it and you can like. It's fine. I'm on the other side of Yes. Ugh. They're so gross. Yeah. I can't stand them. Right. <laughs> but, um, Disgusting. Brent got like really lucky this episode, though, with Josh coming back and then Katie kind of going out. And that was kind of like just luck. And he had nothing really to do with that. At least I don't think so. It wasn't in the episode. So Brent's super lucky this this episode in particular. Well, yeah, I mean, that... lucky slots or whatever. What's his what's his name? <laughs> Brent's lucky slot channel. He's yeah, the yeah. gambler. <laughs> no, that whole vote was a little bit wacky, and obviously we're gonna have to talk about that because it ended up being five to four to three, um, with no votes on Jacob by the end of it, uh, which is good on Jacob, but it seemed like nobody like. Who knows if there actually was going to end up being votes on Jacob if Jacob hadn't retracted and tried to gather everyone and uh, move the votes around as he wanted to. Mm -hmm. uh, who knows if there actually would have been because it seemed like no one was really that interested in getting Jacob out. There was no brevity to it besides Spencer and Natalie's kind of get together at that one point. But I'm getting ahead of myself very much so. Um, so backtracking. I just No, Roxy, no. Where did you go? Finally. Roxy. She'll come back eventually. Some I know. more. Roxy. We, we didn't hear anything. <laughs> um, Roxy, we didn't, hear any, we didn't hear anything you said for like the last 20 seconds. If you can even hear us now. Uh, wow. This is, uh, this is striking. All right. Everyone can look at Roxy's frozen face. Uh, <laughs> While we continue talking about the episode, I'm sorry, everyone. Roxy's in. Are you back? Are you back? I mean, I don't know. I don't know what happened. It's like the, it just dropped <laughs> out. Well, um, you're back now. It's all that it, matters. I wasn't. I, I, I could hear you. I wasn't. The only thing. I don't know. <laughs> you weren't very Brent Lucky Slot Channel uh, with your internet situation. <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you. No. All right. Moving on from Brent's conversation with Katie, uh, I, I put in my notes that Natalie shows up finally, uh, of course, not knowing what was happening the rest of the episode, uh, but she's wanting to be present in every conversation. It was kind of the first time we saw her actually have a DR of sorts. Um, so they make a point, obviously, to show a clip of her going to Billy and want to make sure that they're good with each other, all of that. Uh, and they tell each other that they're good with one another, which makes Billy, who is the killer at this point in the episode, it is known, uh, only feel better about putting her on the kill list because Billy's whole strategy, which would be probably anyone's strategy, and we can talk about this a little bit, is to put up people that would make people not expect Billy as the killer, mm -hmm. which, I mean, Billy alone, just with how Billy acted last week, was probably not going to be seen as an option to be the killer anyway, right. because everyone loves Billy. Um, so if you were the killer, would do you agree with Billy's strategy to put up three people that are just to deter people from thinking that you are the killer? Because Billy made a point of putting up Natalie, who she was like, no one's going to care about uh, putting up Spencer, because then maybe people would think, you know, or no, putting up Brent because maybe people will start thinking Katie. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, 
not really a good reason for Spencer. I don't remember what a reason for Spencer was. Right. It was. I feel like Billy had one of the easier jobs. I mean, I think a lot of people would have struggled a lot more with this twist because, I mean, if you're like Muna, for example, who does have a target, or Brent, uh, obviously there's people that if you, Brent puts up Katie, then it's obviously Brent guys. Or uh, Muna well, can't put up not, Jacob. Like that's that's not, that was a good move, though, for Billy, is to throw Brent up. No, I know, I know, but but by that time he was he was the third person, so it wouldn't have mattered. Right. But um, but anyways, we can talk about her like switching and stuff in a little bit. But like Billy's allegiances, like she was definitely one of the least connected people coming in there. So I feel like she had an easier job just picking random people and could have gotten away with it. Whereas if it was like Muna, like yeah, the strategy is ultimately like put people out to not suspect you, but um Muna probably needs like people like Jacob who people would suspect her with so it's like do I risk losing someone who's like going to be really loyal to me in order to just survive this one round but um I think Billy played it good though for her position yeah I mean it, it didn't seem like Billy had to do that much work to convince people that she wasn't the killer in fact it was always people coming up to her being like I think I think this person's the killer I think Jacob's the killer it could be Marcelo no could it be Brent? In fact, Brent. And the whole time she's she's just having like the best time with it uh, because no one ever. I don't. There were no clips of anyone ever bringing up Billy's name in that mm-hmm. entire episode, uh, which just goes. To, it, it, but it also just seemed like everyone wanted to point out the obvious targets, like the big right. targets in, in the entire so house. Uh, but that, that's a whole nother thing. But it was good on Billy. And going back to Tracy's comment before the podcast even started, Billy did great this episode probably be the number one person obviously just because of her play being the killer until her vote <laughs> which like we can talk about her vote later on and maybe what a better option would have been if there would have been a better option but it was just it was just an unfortunate ending to a really good start for billy yeah uh, a really strong start for billy uh but also leave some intrigue for next week obviously okay well okay so do you think as far as Rachel goes, um, do you think it was a good move or like, what do you think was the best strategy as the detective? What would have been the best strategy for her? Um, well, like hands on, I don't know if y'all agree with this, but out of like every role possible, whether it be like person who doesn't have a role or killer or, uh, what's the inspector? Like that's like the fucking worst one. Like (laughs) you literally have like, a one how many people are in this class like a one in 12 chance of picking the right person and it literally could be anybody and everyone obviously especially with the way she played it i think she should have played it round one hey guys i'm the inspector that's what i Um, think transparency and work together instead of just picking like i'm just gonna tell you and i'm gonna tell you because Mm -hmm. they didn't like i understand what rachel wanted to do which was to um you know she wanted for her people to go out and then try to you know gather information and bring it back to her but that's not what happened and i don't think Mm -hmm. her connections are enough i think she should have been completely transparent and been like and then but then we wouldn't have gotten the fantastic brent moment of him standing (laughs) up and demanding that whoever it is and that caused a lot of chaos and 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 then everyone else was on the who the crap is this detective uh, investigator, whatever person. And so I loved that. But I just think I would have from the get go been like, 
But but see, here's the flip side of that. This is where I struggle. Okay, so let's say you are transparent and you're like, hey, I'm the detective. And there are people who want you out. They can feed you false information and have you make wrong guesses to get you on the block or on as, as a possible person mm -hmm. for elimination. Yeah, but then in that case, either scenario, you're going to end up on the block. So you might as well be like, the honest person who ended up on the block versus like, I lied to everyone for three okay. rounds in a row. And that's why I like earlier when I said Rachel was like weird, I didn't mean like her as a person, just the way that she played this round. I was like, she was like the borderline delusional the whole time, like halfway through talking to Muna. Oh, I'm just confident that we're going to find the killer. Well, how are you going to find the killer? If literally only two people know, and you tell them, don't tell no one I'm the investigator. Cause we're going to find this out. And all she did was like pick the most obvious killers, which it's random. So that does nothing. I liked I like <laughs> Roxy was just intently listening, but uh, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think that's the case anymore. Um, oh, no, yeah. I agree. Don't it's like on. it's like Rachel had this idea in like her head. It was going to be I'm going to tell these people. And then they're going to disperse. And I don't ever have to tell anyone because we're just going to figure it out that way. If we all just do our due diligence and go to different people and do our own detective work as a group, then we're going to find out who the killer is. But that's not what happened at all. Everyone dispersed. And then they were like, mm -hmm. who do you who do you think the killer is? And then no one. And then they that person would be like, I don't know. Who do you think the killer is? And then that would go back and forth for the entire round. And then you've accomplished nothing. And then you've pissed off Brent in the process to the point where he has to freak out after finding out who's the first person on the kill list. Uh, and so that continues throughout each time. It's like, it, would she have been better off just initially saying, I'm the detective. Let's yeah, work from 100%, here. 100%. Because I, I mean, agree. Yeah. wasn't she, I mean, she wasn't really considered as a vote off, but she should have been. Uh, I would have been pissed. <laughs> like, that's just me, though. Like, if someone was, like, blatantly lying in group settings, like, multiple times, oh, my God, Roxy's, like, completely gone. Well. You're now the only two. Wow. Daniel, we are the final two. Congratulations. We are the final girls. Come on. Um, so, <laughs> I, felt, like, lost my train of thought. But she played it horribly, I thought. What do you think, Barrett? Since you're, like the knowledge person or whatever don't don't ever call me that first of all i'm just gonna <laughs> disappoint you from that on out uh, but no i i kind of agree i i feel like if you just get it out there get it out in the open then from then on out it just makes everything it, it not only saves you a lot of time uh because then from from then on out, you're not going to have people trying to figure out who the killer is and also who is the detective, who's the person making these guesses. Um, but I also understood her point uh, about people pandering to her. And uh, if she said that she was the detective, it was only going to allow people to be like coming up to her and trying to convince her that they are not the killer. And she didn't want that. She wanted more of like a genuine approach to it. Um, but I feel like that doesn't, give you enough reason to just not say it put it out in the open first and foremost and have everyone try to work with you uh because it you can't assume that that entire house is going to want to willingly uh you know want to come up with you and not give you accurate information uh so i i just didn't see the point of not mm -hmm. telling them up front and yep. welcoming back to the stream checking her temperature <laughs> I, well, I'm trying to monitor it because I have fever right now. Oh, oh my god. god, you got sequester fever? 
Yes. <laughs> well, we're gonna see Roxanne. Yeah, we're all terrified for you. I mean, you know, whatever. What <laughs> oh, son, I don't feel well. Um, Roxy, Roxy said, "This is my last podcast." Say <laughs> <laughs> right now. It's been I'm a rough fair. week. I'm sorry, Roxy. Can you are you, can you power through, or do we need to say sayonara for you? No, I'm here. I okay. mean, we're almost done, right? I don't even know. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> <laughs> we just. Uh, I mean, we're not even technically to the first guest yet, which was Katie. Uh, but leading up to that, pretty much, uh, after Katie Natalie, was like such a scapegoat, by the way. That was so boring. But well, right, right. Uh, Rachel does tell Shireen originally that she is the detective. We've been talking about Rachel, so we might as well bring up that she did tell people that she was the detective. Uh, and then Muna kind of walks in, and she's like, "Okay, I, I guess I'll also tell you." Uh, and she kind of wanted to tell that group of girls, and that's the alliance that we were talking about that could disperse. Um, but they think Katie might be the killer, uh, pretty much, and just because of, uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what their Katie reasoning was. It, it if there was any, it, it was like very, like, and Big Brother, uh, I don't know. Every season, someone, oh, it's always their fault. Um, I mean, that was Katie <laughs> this season so far. Like everything's Katie. Yeah, I mean, which has got to be a point of pride for Katie at some point. And just be like, wow, they really, they really like me this much to just pick me for absolutely everything. Uh, <laughs> I mean, good for them, really. Uh, but they think it's, they think it's Katie, um, and they kind of discuss Brent and Josh's relationship. I know we talked about that a little bit earlier. Uh, and like they're Josh having a, such a fascination with Brent being on our half and being a fan. Uh, and then it kind of cuts to Josh and Brent just kind of reaffirming that they're good. Uh, that whole Josh and Brent thing was just kind of like a, it was a point in this episode that wasn't important, but also was just, and they kept continuing it uh, to a point, you know, at the end of the episode where Brent stands up and he's like, I'll cut Josh in a heartbeat. Uh, he knows it. We both look to each other. Let's just agree on that and move on. Also, who's the detective? Uh, but um, that was another point that they kept bringing up. And of course, we get to the first guess. It's Katie. It's incorrect. Two people on the kill list up for elimination at this point because they incorrectly guessed. The first one is Natalie. The second is Spencer. And Spencer, he's he can't comprehend it. He's like, what's going on? How could this happen to me? Why do I keep being, you know, shoved into this hole in this game? Why do? Why can't I just play? Um, he's going to cry more about that to Muna later on in the episode, but that's just kind of the first instance of it. Um, mm -hmm. And then we have this little moment where Josh is kind of like, Rachel is always just like staring intently. I think she's hiding something, which I thought was such a, just a random point for Josh to be like, I think Rachel's kind of mischievous, you know? Uh, okay. Well, didn't he call, I think he like pinpointed like she has an important role this round. Uh, just based off her body language. So props to Josh. I mean, yeah, props to Josh. Uh, I mean, we can give many props to Josh in many different times, but uh, yeah. Love Josh. Um, Josh wasn't as important of a factor in this episode, but I kind of wish he was more so. 
which is kind of why I enjoyed him and Brent's little back and forth throughout the entire thing. That's kind of like a side plot. I feel like if this was a TV show, Brent and Josh's quest was like a side plot uh, of sorts in terms of <laughs> not really being important, but also kind of having a full circle at some point. Um, but this is when Brent has his first freak out of just who is the detective. Uh, and then Brent, Brendan has this impression of him right after it happens that was probably more accurate than any of my impressions would ever be. Uh, and I, if I could find that instantly and play it on here, I would, but that just can't happen. Um, and then we have Josh and Brent and company kind of also continuing this freak out in the storage room, which is like, why can't, why can't we just find out who the detective is? Someone just tell us. Uh, and we go to Muna saying the killer might be putting up people to help themselves not be exposed. Brilliant. Muno is exactly what's happening. Uh, and because Muna knows, we forgot to point out that Muna told or Rachel told Muna and Shireen. no, I pointed, yeah. Oh, we did okay. I missed yeah, that. Rachel told Shireen and Muna at this point. Um, and then Brendan herself and Jacob have this moment where they agree that they'd want Spencer out out of those two, um, up for elimination so far between Spencer and Natalie. But interestingly, now let me see, Brendan, Muna and jacob where did their votes fall uh muna uh, voted spencer muna voted spencer jacob voted, voted rachel jacob voted natalie okay so at the end of that only one person out of that group really voted for spencer uh just an interesting thing to point out maybe not that interesting but interesting enough uh so jacob is kind of with marcello and shireen and rachel and they're kind of this moment where they're like they all swear that they're not the detective. Um, and it, that's just a moment I really wanted to note itself. It has no importance whatsoever. Uh, Shireen thinks Jacob is the killer uh, because he was told that Natalie was gunning for him. We get that flashback, uh, you know, where they're like, you know, Natalie's gunning for you. Uh, mm -hmm. And also, who else? Uh, was Spencer also a name that was thrown in the last week's episode? I don't know. Um, I don't remember. Potentially. Um that's when we kind of get Muna growing concerned. And this is where it kind of goes back to Rachel. She's growing concerned that Rachel isn't telling anyone that she's the detective. Kind of how we're concerned right now. Uh, that was to why Rachel didn't tell anyone that she was the detective. So Muna goes to her and she's like, are you, are, are you, are you going to do it? Are you not going to do it? Like <laughs> she was like, you need, she was being such a good ally. And like, if I was Muna and I was thinking super selfishly, I would have kind of just let Rachel, <laughs> I would have kind of just let Rachel just send her down the river. But um, Muna was being a good ally and a good friend and saying, like, girl, yeah. you need to say something because it's just going to make you look really bad. And, I mean, it already kind of did. So good job, Muna, for being a good ally. Yeah. that And that, and that was genuine because we did get to see her confessional in that moment. And she really was just like... I, I do care about her. I want her as an ally. I care like this is this is a person that I want to keep in this game, and she's making a, maybe a not so great game move. Uh, so I need to help her out as much as I can, which is is really good on Muna that she's trying to probably more so because I think uh, just in terms of comparability, I think Muna is uh, obviously in last week's episode comparable to jacob and just the way that they interact with people in terms of how many friendships that they have they both have had montages of just going to each in every room and making connections with people um uh -huh. but i feel like muna is probably more reliable as an ally member than jacob is just in terms of 
so far in this episode alone mm -hmm. how they dealt with people that they really did care about and how many times Muna has said that she cares about someone. But Muna's also good with the fact that she's very genuine and upfront with people that she doesn't really care about. And we saw that with Spencer right before the elimination as mm -hmm. well. Muna uh, is like the ideal ally. Like if I'm going into a game, like the people like Muna or um, even Brent, people that are going to like be huge targets, but also loyal uh, to an extent and also like not be dead weight. It's like they're also going to like provide something to the Alliance. Like I love that. So definitely love Muna a lot. Just kind of Josh did put in the chat. Do you think there was a strat where Rachel tells a select few people about her being detective to see who she can trust in case info spreads? I feel like that's very generous. Um, <laughs> but personally, Rachel, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ra Rachel, is this you on another account, girl? It's Rachel's burner account. <laughs> I mean, I could see that being... A strategy just to come on. That, is, that was I mean, not... I could see it, but it, maybe if like this round lasted for hours at a time, not like in a quick succession. And round. Brent slamming the door and what's his name's face three times was his strategy too to see who will <laughs> allow me to slam a door in his face. Like, no, that was not her strategy. Allow <laughs> me to see the positives in some people's messages. <laughs> Sorry, I'm the Debbie Downer. Roxy, you look like you're growing weary by the second. I'm going to ask you, if you want to stay on this show? No, I'm leaving. <laughs> All right. Okay. Love you, Roxy. Bye. I love you. Talk to you later. Okay. All Finally. Right. Final two, me and you. Yeah. We do <laughs> um, the crying thing and look at the memory wall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I need to pull up Roxy's picture and have it fade to black and white. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I didn't think you would actually take me. No, if if any of you follow Roxy on Twitter, send her send her certain nice yeah. thoughts. She's not she's definitely not feeling well. I'm I, I didn't know I, she was feeling sick. I she was much better at the beginning of the show than in the past like 20 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh everyone send Roxy some love, please. Send her a heart. Moving on with the show. Roxy would want to want the show to go on if she were here right now. Uh, <laughs> Rachel's second guess was Jacob, um, which is really more so based on that one conversation where they're like, I, where Shireen was like, I think it might be Jacob. Uh, <laughs> shocker. It's not Jacob. And not only was it not Jacob, Billy went to switch her kill list from Brent to Jacob, um, which Brendan really thought that was the greatest move that's ever been made. And when he got that little DR later on, it's like, I don't, I don't know about that, but like, uh, what, what, what do you think was the main reason behind Billy going ahead and switching that kill list? Because so, she was a part of those conversations where Shireen was like, I think Jacob might be the killer. Uh, what was her main thought process behind switching it from Brent to Jacob? I don't think she clarified, but if I'm someone that's not like involved, like Billy, um, I would, I mean, people are like, oh, Brent, 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 Brent. He's kind of like, person being talked about that round i know a lot of people were saying oh he's doing this and he's doing that so i mean you keep bigger targets you keep people in the game that people want to go after so it was smart for billy jacob is also a big target but so much better ingratiated into the social bonds i mean he didn't even receive a vote so i mean proves that he's like in a better position than brent so definitely don't take your shot at the brents of the world when there's people like jacob who are in such better positions I mean, that is a good point. I feel like, especially last week, we sat here and said, you know, Jacob probably is in one of the best positions. He even said it. He was like, they did what I would do. So, yeah. 
And yeah, you have to put some sort of spotlight on the people that are feeling good, even in a game like Sequester. And even if you are just keeping them around as a shield for those rounds, as long as you paint some sort of target, uh, you're you know you're pulling the mist out a little bit. You're pulling the Dan Keesling moves. You're you're just at least letting people know, hey, they're there. Think about them at least for a few seconds and how you know how how much how big of a target they might be uh, and how good they might be at this game. Which I mean, I feel like most of the big targets out of this cast know that they're big targets and that a lot of these alliances have been formed, which again, don't ask me to name all the alliances that were formed in last week and in this week's episode. Uh, but it feels like a lot of them are being formed with the idea of, oh, we're all big targets. We should work together. But then again, I feel like a big target. What does that even like, like, like You were a targeted in a sequester mini game and you're a big target in the real live version. Like, come on. Like, I, it's in a little game. corny to me when people are like, oh, we're the big targets. We need to all come together, which I mean, I guess like reputation, uh, your reputations can like hinder you, especially if a lot of people know you, but come on. Like you're not a big threat in this game because you like played a sequester mini and did well. <laughs> And Brandon kind of had the same thought process when people were calling out his rela- relationship uh, with Josh. And he was like, there are way more important relationships to think about here than me and Josh, just someone who's listened to me for five years on our half. And, and I understood that. Like, that was a very, like, I, yeah, I get it. I would be kind of All mad right. too if there are people who actually had worked together in other games that they'd played in, even if they were just, right. even if the games were five hours or four hours however long a mini lasts i'm sure it's varied um in the in like the three minis that i've watched they've been about mm-hmm. that i guess uh don't come at me for only watching like three minis i swear if, no I'm, I'm not i'm not taking it i watched a handful one of them was the one that mp1 and it was the best one so i'm glad that i saw oh, that yeah. one. Oh, and I've, I've watched like the when they had like the reality tv stars on there but bear if you ever get on sequester can you please in your first confessional sit down and say as a big target, um, since I played Utopia, I am the biggest target out here, and I, uh, I have to align with the big targets in this game. Like, uh, oh, you played um, Big Brother Survivor XX29. You're such a big target. Like, come on, we have to work together. Thank you for that Utopia shout out. Also, shout out <laughs> to Power uh, Kushu, and also shout out to um, Padlock. Uh, any everyone apply to Padlock? Uh, okay. Um, anyway, yeah, I I don't I hate that every episode is going to end up being a rehash of some mini that two people played in, but that's just going to be how it goes. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, it's it, it's going to be every show that has people that are either all-stars or just people that are in a similar community like sequester it's all it's all going to be about pre-gaming it's all going to be about past relationships and that's just going to be every one of those seasons i mean hell even big brother 21 a cast of all newbies had like past (laughs) relationships brought into play uh still mad about that but yeah uh i don't know where we left off on yeah me neither (laughs) i'm lost (laughs) Um, um oh so i think we got to the point where who who was her last guest it was jacob uh okay yeah we talked about that by jacob and and then she the next round she's like all right it's me right that when that happened well yeah uh rachel after the second guess um which was like one of my favorite parts of the episode by the way i don't know if like it was as funny to everyone else but she was like Fine, it's me. Um, I am it. I thought it was this, but it's Josh. Everyone's like, what? 
<laughs> Meanwhile, Brent's that? like, thank you for nothing. <laughs> thank you for now revealing yourself after we've already been put in this situation. Um, but <laughs> I was like, why does she think it's Josh? And everyone's like, what? Like, I heard at least like seven words. <laughs> oh, I literally noted that Billy wants people to think Brett Brent is the killer. So that's why she that was kind of her thought process was switching to Jacob. I forgot I even noted that. Uh, I think th- it was such a little thing anyway that I just I that's why I also didn't remember it. But just now at one point I said, I'm going to talk about this. And then I just didn't. I've already failed everyone. I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, Rachel reveals herself. Uh, and yeah, we have that weird moment with, I think it's Josh and everyone's like, uh, okay, let's think of someone else. Uh, <laughs> but then we kind of have a cutaway and Josh is saying to Shereen, I want you as my number one. Uh, and I kind of brought this up earlier and Shereen just doesn't know if he wants to work with her, but she knows that he wants her as a shield. So that's kind of where that's left off. Um, which Shereen was kind of one of the few people that actually stuck up for Josh last week. So um, I don't see that relationship being bad in any way. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. there's some potential there. But well, then I feel like she kind of shaded him this episode. She, well, she she did shade him. I should backtrack even more in last week's episode. She was like the first person that shaded him for searching for an LOS too. So I don't know what's there. Is if there's anything there? Mm, I don't know. I think Josh is getting in a better spot. Um, so that's all that matters. <laughs> Uh, Marcelo and Katie talk. Uh, they want to work with Muna, Jacob, and Brendan. That's kind of another, we're all big targets, so we should work together conversation that's had. Uh, they agree that they would rather lose Natalie than lose Rachel. Uh, probably for the reason that everyone else is giving. It just, Natalie has no connections. She's not even worth being a shield. Yada, yada, yada. Katie thinks Brendan or Muna is the killer. Marcelo kind of agrees. He tells her Shireen was the one who threw out Jacob's name. Uh, and then Marcelo, mm-hmm says that he hates Shireen in a, in a TR. Oh, yeah. I remember thinking, Marcelo's not growing on me. Like, he, I didn't, like, love him the first episode. And, like, now, I didn't, like, dislike him as much. But I was just like, ew, like, why do you hate Shireen? I live her. Yeah. I live her. I love her. He was also saying that he liked Katie because she's a snake. But, like, she's my snake, you know? <laughs> that was so corny. Rattlesnake sound effect <laughs> insert. <laughs> We have that, and then we have Brent's, like... The mouse. Uh, yeah, the mouse. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rachel and Shereen and Josh were saying it could be Marcelo or maybe Brent's whole who's the detective thing was just an act altogether. Um, Shereen tells Brent that people think him and Josh are a thing, and I, I don't have to bring this up anymore in this episode because we've talked about it way too much. Uh, mm. But that's when Brent kind of says, I'd let Josh go in a heartbeat, and you know that. Uh, <laughs> Like, there's nothing there. Um, And that's when he talks about there are so many more important relationships. Um, But Brent also brings up that he doesn't want to vote out Jacob at all, but he'll vote out Spencer. Uh, Brendan also wants to try his hardest to keep Jacob because he needs him as a shield. Um, More talk about it being Brent or Marcelo, possibly, which leads to Rachel's third guess, which is Marcelo. So the killer, Billy, comes out victorious. Billy will remain anonymous unless uh, Billy so chooses to reveal at any point that she was the killer. I would hope that Billy would save that for more of a a final two speech because I feel Mm -hmm. like that would be something that would absolutely propel any sort of resume. Uh, It's that good experience that you want to get those votes. Right. Uh, I was the killer that killed you all. And everyone, (gasps) everyone. (gasps) What? 
rattlesnake <laughs> sound effect. Uh, but Ace Alexio says in chat, I feel like Billy will tell Natalie she was the killer so that bit, so that Natalie doesn't target her. And Natalie tells people and throws Billy under the bus, which alerts Jacob she that she was targeting. That's a lot going on in that message. Wait, why uh, was she? I'm confused. I need Ace Alexio, which I, I love your name, first of all. That's so, I've never seen that before. Um, anyways, why would Billy tell Natalie that she was the killer? Wouldn't like that just piss Natalie off because Billy killed her? It would probably piss Natalie off even more. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, now I know I can't trust you because you put me on the kill list. <laughs> I that like was your... some fighting words. I kind of lived for Natalie like the last like 30 seconds, like even though it was at Billy, which I didn't love. But um, I found myself rooting for a lot of people. Like, uh, like I, I, even with Spencer, is that his name? When he was going after Muna, I was like, I'll never love someone who's going after Muna. But when he was kind of like, no, I tried it once. I tried it twice. Bye, Muna. I was like, yes, Spencer. So it's, I, I keep going back and forth. This is just like a likable cast for the most part. It really is. Uh, and I feel like from here on out in this episode, that's when the things were probably the most entertaining for me. Because mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't just, I think this person might be the killer. And they're completely wrong for an hour. Uh, it was, now we have Rachel and Jacob and Spencer and Natalie all up for elimination. They walk in with their dodgeball uniforms and they're they're going around campaigning to everyone. And obviously we have Spencer and Natalie coming together and be like, let's get out Jacob. I think we can get Jacob out now. You know, it's easy to say that when you're up for elimination against Jacob, but when you're voting, it's like, no, thank you. I need Jacob in this game, uh, at least for a little while longer. Um, Which I think in an essence, yeah, I think Natalie was probably the best choice out of who you want to eliminate. I mean, besides Spencer being like, I'm going to pull someone in because it's a physical competition and I'm going to win, which is really mm-hmm. annoying by the fourth time that I heard him say that to someone. Uh, mm-hmm. But <laughs> but I mean, which, it is, if that was, if my ass was on the line, I mean, people are going to be so threatened by my physical ability that I would go and tell everyone, you know, I'm going to pull you in. Like that, I think that's like honestly the best strategy because it really also, everyone's it's scared of strategy. I just don't like hearing it five times, <laughs> and that's just <laughs> me being Fair selfish. Enough. Uh, but this, yeah, this entire last like fifteen or so minutes of the episode is just people going back and forth, and you have people saying, "Yeah, I'll vote." They're you know they're not really no one ever really told Spencer and Natalie, "Yeah, I'll vote out Jacob," uh, with any sort of sincerity. But there were plenty of people going around saying, "Okay." It's I'll vote out Spencer. Oh, yeah, I'll vote out Natalie to the point where I really was going into that vote thinking more so Spencer than Natalie. Obviously, we only had one vote difference between the two. But were you along the same lines? I, it seemed very lenient towards Spencer, which is great for the edit. Like that. that yeah, totally I was fooled. I I didn't even pick up on. I know you mentioned that there was like a DR from Spencer. Oh, I, I know I'm going up. I know I'm out of here. Like that went over my head. Usually I know that's like a sign. Hey, that's not going to happen. But I was fooled. I was, as soon as it was like Natalie, I was like, what? And I thought it would be like Jacob before Natalie. So I was confused. And Jacob didn't even see her vote. So uh, good job on the editing, Audrey. Wonderful. Exactly. Uh yeah, we have a five, four to three vote. Jacob got zero votes out of anyone, which is really remarkable for Jacob, but also not surprising at all with how people talk about Jacob in terms of how they want to mm-hmm. keep him in this game as a shield. So there's and he's also just so damn likable. I mean, like I every time he talks, I'm yeah. like, 
Talk more. I like love you. <laughs> I think his best moment was definitely when he heard that Spencer was throwing out his name and he immediately went to Spencer and it was like, let's talk about it. You know, let's find some <laughs> sort of compromise. And when Spencer mm -hmm. wasn't really like, wasn't really coming back on anything, he's like, okay, well, I heard you said my name. So we're, we're going to have to figure out something. And I'll even come to you 30 seconds before the round is over and we can confirm what we're having with each other. That, and that's another thing that Jacob and Muna, who are very close allies, also have in common, is that they're not afraid to go directly to the people and be like, I heard what you're saying. Let's work something out. It's what we saw Muna do with Jay West last week. She's like, you're mm -hmm. saying my name. What if he just stopped doing that? And being <laughs> very convincing. Uh, when, and not only convincing, but also like really just, I don't know, so well put with their words that it makes right. you want to make a deal with them <laughs> even if they're like in intimidating in a way it's like they're so yeah they're likable they're they have this energy it just like lures you in and then the venus fly trap <laughs> like very that they bring an energy also that tells me like no one's voting me out so why would you do that <laughs> like they, they have a, they have an essence that's just i have an army behind me please don't uh, mess with them so <laughs> <laughs> right um, so Jacob initially pulls out Rachel and Billy and is like, let's target Spencer. Um, but you know, Katie never was very gung ho about getting Spencer out, which is like, you know, good for them for sticking with each other. But a lot of this process could have been much easier if they just, you know, didn't want to stick with each other. Um, but they did, they really did. But obviously I think Katie was still scared that she was going to be pulled into a battle match with Spencer if he were to go out, because obviously I feel like Spencer would want to know Katie's vote. Uh, <laughs> I want to know if Spencer actually was going to pick Katie though. I wish he was, I don't know if he's here tonight, uh, but I want to know if he actually would have picked Katie as one of like, probably, or maybe, like maybe not. Cause I feel like, it, I mean, maybe though, I, I, I don't know. You think you feel like by default one of your picks should clear one of the votes like, you counted on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think so. I think, or just three people that you thought kept you, and like because I mean, what I mean for I'm trying to think who who voted who this episode. I mean, for Natalie, it was kind of like, weird because she no idea and was definitely blindsided. But I mean, for like a previous round, like. Uh, Josh last round. I mean, he probably could have guessed Katie voted him. So why did he pick Katie? I don't know. Um, so pick the Jay West one was good. The Brent one was good. Like pick someone else that you thought you had your back, and then just because I mean it's hor. Imagine Barrett, like you pick someone to battle who kept you like that is so embarrassing. So you definitely have to pick one of the three people's votes you revealed, and then just whoever lied to you in those three is who you go with. I think. Yeah, I mean it's a tough process either way, and it's probably gonna it's gonna be much easier once we get down to smaller numbers between like who you want to pick out of these people. Because right now it's just kind of like I don't know. Once you get voted out, it's like are they all three gonna say me? And then who would I pick from there? Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought it, I I feel like one of your picks should right off the bat be the person that you feel like you have had the vote the most out of anyone. Um, just in case, you know, just in case, which in Natalie's case, that was a good pick. Like, <laughs> right. Like Billy did you dirty. So really dirty. Yeah. Um, also, so. did you catch, we didn't talk about this, but I definitely heard like production laughing with Billy in her diary room. Really? I didn't hear that at any point. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, come on, get production on your side, girl. You know, the game. 
I mean, I feel like it'd be really easy to just be that invested too. Production. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna fill my quota for this uh, podcast production. Hats off to you. Uh, this episode was great. Uh, right. I should have that at the very beginning. We get thirty dollars an episode for saying how great production is. <laughs> Only thirty. Only thirty. Audrey said you don't fucking deserve any more than thirty. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> Kidding. Um, Please, please clip that out, somebody. I need someone. To do it. <laughs> One thing we really haven't brought up, and this is really just leading up to the vote, and I know we've gone over an hour, and the, this podcast is now longer than the episode itself. Uh, <laughs> we've crossed that threshold. Um, but Marcella tells Natalie people are saying her name, and he's just kind of going with the majority. That's a yada, yada, yada moment. Um Billy tells Natalie that she's voting with the majority. Uh, and then that's when she kind of has her, you you know the, who the majority is, right? And Natalie's like, Spencer? She's like, yeah, <laughs> that one. Uh, which I just really wanted to know, like, what would have happened if Natalie was like, no, you tell me. <laughs> what's, the, what's the majority, Billy? And would she be like, would she have also said Spencer? Or would she be like, maybe you? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what? Okay, so imagine you, like, lie. Does production, like, come in? <laughs> like I what if Billy was like I uh, I put it out Spencer he was I did him I think they know that that would happen and that would make it even <laughs> I would be for sure you're going into the battle match at that point if you <laughs> like maybe it's you're like maybe there's a slight chance that they don't notice but no <laughs> imagine like this oh my god don't give me ideas do not give me ideas <laughs> I mean it could be it could be a play it wouldn't work it's, out for you though literally you. as billy said the most strategic move in this whole game maybe yeah no no <laughs> no it would it would be so awkward audrey like walks out and she's like um no that didn't happen and then you're just like yeah i voted you natalie i'm sorry <laughs> One of my favorite people in the world, Mark Allman, is informing me that Brent addressed that on Twitter last week, that TR and other producers are on uh, the side to confirm that they tell the truth. Thank you, Mark. Okay. Darn. Damn it. Also, shout my out. My whole to game you. plan is out the window. Also, shout out to Nick City and Alex in the chat. Uh, thank you for being here. I know I'm late for Podlock. Uh, shout out to Podlock once again. But um, I think the last thing before we actually get to the elimination, because obviously this last segment is all back and forth of, I think we, sh we could go Spencer. And then going to other people and be like, maybe we could go Natalie. Maybe we can go Spencer. For sure, let's not vote out Jacob. What about Rachel? No, not Rachel. Still not Jacob? No, still not Jacob. All right, maybe Spencer or Natalie. Um, <laughs> Spencer's little conversation with Muna uh, is is interesting, to say the least. Mm -hmm. uh, and he pulls out, of course, the whole, I'm going to pick someone who I can beat in a physical competition. And Muna is kind of, he goes to Muna, he's also like, am I ever going to be able to work with you in this game? Like, it feels like, you know, you picked me for exile. I don't think we're ever going to be on the same page. And Muna takes that and is like, okay, he wants to use emotion against me. I'm going to use emotion against him. So uh, when Sp he's like, she's just like, okay, Spencer, campaign to me. Tell me what you got to say. And he has a he has a decent campaign pitch. Uh, and But then Muna just comes back with the, I can't vote out Natalie <laughs> because Minnesota, I mean, <laughs> you, can't, you can't vote out someone from your state. And Spencer's like, what? 
okay i guess that i guess that means i'm going like that has to mean i'm going like if someone right. is only excuse is because they don't want to vote out someone that also is from their state i am screwed that was <laughs> like i i didn't like that's probably my least favorite moment from muna so far because that was just such an obvious i would rather vote you out definitely and you can't really campaign to me but i'm gonna have you campaign to me anyway but at the same time uh it's what what did you think about that moment um okay so love moon up but period spencer like call her out on her shit even if it was via diary room i was like come on moon like just say i mean she says she's being like upfront and that she's not like you want spencer out so period (laughs) (laughs) max in chat said as a minnesotan i fully understand moon's logic (laughs) Mm -hmm. well i'm gonna say this if i was in a, a a sequester house with raven walton a fellow Arkansan, <laughs> me being from Arkansas, <laughs> I would. You couldn't do it to her. I, I, I know, right? I can't do it. I mean, if I, Brittany Haynes was in the house, that's a better example. Uh, <laughs> maybe, but if, then again, it'd just be me because it's Brittany Haynes. But if Raven right. was in that house, and the only commonality I had in her, obviously, besides my inverted spine and salmonella and my finger, uh, was that we were both from Arkansas. That would not stop me at all. So <laughs> maybe, maybe I just don't have enough Arkansas pride, which would make sense because I, I don't necessarily. Uh, maybe it's different in Minnesota. I don't know. But I that, that moment was a little odd to me. And I loved uh, Spencer said something on the lines like, um, I feel like we're not getting in right here. So respectfully, I'm going to go try to convince someone else. And I just thought that was like such like a badass moment for him. And I was like, come on, Spencer. Yeah, he redeemed himself maybe a little bit from his Captain America speech last week. Definitely. He definitely had a better episode tonight than last week. <laughs> Which, I mean, I would be way more frazzled if I was in that kind of position in back-to-back rounds. So I think he handled it. Was he the only one? Uh, um, in, What's her name? Rachel was Rachel. also in exile. Um, and what the homegirl that got voted out, I feel like she Natalie. was in trouble. Or was she? Yeah, she was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a trend. There is a trend. I mean, uh, Mark said Spencer's confrontational stance with being on the block while not being aggressive and loud was super impressive. Mark knows this because when he is up in the same position, he is aggressive and super loud. Uh, so Mark understands. Uh, <laughs> and he would he would be the first one to agree. But uh yeah, that that pretty much leads us into elimination, which again, five votes on Natalie, which were Brent, Spencer, Billy, Jacob, Katie, four votes on Spencer, which were Shireen, Muna, Rachel, Marcelo, and then three votes for Rachel, which were Josh, Natalie, and Brendan. Mm-hmm. Brendan, I didn't I, I mean Brendan's interesting because I didn't know where his vote exactly was gonna fall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did seem like he was more so just going off the trail of I'm gonna collect information and just Hope that I don't have to ever like make my opinion, which at one point they did ask him, Brendan, what's your opinion? And then he's just like, mm, I don't know, right. uh, which it might bite him. So which Natalie voted. She could have like saved herself. She voted for Rachel instead of Spencer, who she knew was going to be getting votes. So I'm like a little confused by that. I but- think. Yeah, I think obviously there's a couple of things that we would need more clarification on uh, in terms mm-hmm. of just what led people to vote the way that they were because there was so much back and, and forth. Also, sorry to cut you off, but is it, I always forget, is there a revote or does it go straight to the wheel or is there a revote then the wheel? Like I, 
I don't remember. If it were to tie. You yeah, you revote the two people that tied and then ties again, you go to the wheel. Okay, perfect. All right. I believe. Like I, I'm, if I'm wrong on that, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, I, I wanna say in season two they went straight to a wheel, but they could have voted again. I don't remember. No, I, I think you I'm sure again. I'm sure someone in chat knows. So if you have any idea, go ahead and comment it. But finish your thoughts. Uh, well, pretty much my thoughts uh, were uh, Spencer had that DR, of course, where he said, I think I'm going home. So it's kind of confirmed, uh, which led me to believe that maybe he's not going to go home. Uh, but we see Natalie voted out. Uh, the votes that she wants to reveal are Katie, Billy, and Marcelo. Katie voted out Natalie. Billy voted out Natalie. Natalie was pissed off at that. Uh, and then Marcelo actually voted for Spencer. So Marcelo got at that pretty easy. Um, she picks yeah. Katie. Katie does not talk her way out of this. She, it seemed like she was a little close at first. She's being pretty convincing. I mean, I Katie at least kind of hinted that she was not. Versus Billy, like, I'm sorry. If I was Natalie, Billy, I would have chose her. That would have been interesting. Uh, I don't, I don't know what her reasoning was exactly. Maybe she needed that person coming back into the game that she could just be like, I'm openly targeting this person. If you want to work with me, work with me. Like like that, that kind of thing, you know? It's kind of like a final plea before you go out in Big Brother. Just like, if you keep me, I'm going to go after this person. I want everyone to know. Maybe she okay. needed that person, but also that was such like a quick turnaround. I wouldn't be surprised if she was just not thinking that far ahead at that point. Mm -hmm. Because I'm sure she well, was. Katie, no, I'm actually just, I don't care what the real answer is. In my book, Katie is just like the scapegoat for everything in this season. So... Katie was just a scapegoat again. But uh, we got some clarification. Uh, production said, in the event of a tie, there's a revote. So you're right. And then if it ties again, they go to a vote. Yeah. But it, yeah, he also clarified that it's the the it's voting between the two people that actually tied in the right, vote. Right. So if it was like... Like tonight, if it was five to five between Natalie and Spencer, they would, would be between again, them. Yeah. Natalie and Spencer and not Rachel or Jacob involved in that. Uh, thank you, TR. Um, so Natalie does pick Katie to go into the battle match. We have a three tier pyramid that they play through basically throwing a ping pong ball into one row of a pyramid. And then if you make it, you can, we have a table with, uh, is it, I guess it's five sections and LOS right in the middle. Every time you make a shot, you move a section closer to your opponent. Mm -hmm. If you get it all the way to the end, you win, they're out. Um, so Katie gets the first shot, but then pretty much from then on out, it's all Natalie. Katie is eliminated. Natalie will head to Luxury Row and have the chance to get a power, a two out of three chance to get a power, rather. Um, and, that, and that's the end of the episode. We, we Katie, did. we said she was the not most not sore loser. What's the word? Um, I think I, I think if we're gonna do a superlative, let's do the most not sore loser. <laughs> there we go. So the most not sore loser and sequester history and Queen walked out with her head high. Um so yeah, I'm hoping out of now. Well, I just realized I like Jay West too. Okay, this sucks. Who am I gonna root for in the I probably lean Katie. Sorry. I'm gay. It's gotta be the girl. <laughs> uh do you think throwing underhand would have been more effective and uh, i don't know what was natalie doing uh she, they were both doing overhand katie it looked like she switched to underhand at some point but tracy just brought that up um 
I, I, I would probably go underhand. But then again, I have longer arms, so that would be more like... Wait, what happens when you knock it into their... I just realized, I thought they were two separate stands, but they're like the same stand. So what happens if you like, oops, mine went into yours? I, I would think they just wouldn't count it. I feel like if that was a thing, they would have said that in the rules. I feel like they would just oh. be like, all right, just don't pretend like that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> or maybe they should count it for theirs. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah. We'll get to see if Natalie gets an LMS or any some or other power. Apparently, we have other powers that might be at play in these boxes that they get to choose from in luxury realm. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, Mark did ask, how do you think Katie, uh, being a big mini player with lots of connections, leaving potentially shakes up the house? Good um, answer. That's a great answer. No, <laughs> no, that's the perfect answer. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. See, the thing is, I don't, I don't like watch that many minis. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess she had the connections, like the big threats or whoever they're calling each other. No, um, I feel like every alliance has kind of self-titled the big threats for themselves. Right. And there's like five big threats alliance. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it definitely shakes up the game, but in my opinion, not really because. I mean, out of everyone that was in that alliance or in the, it's like very BB22 where it's like a bunch of like eight people in like five different alliances. I think that's like what we're dealing with here. But um, uh, what's Katie is definitely like the Devon or Bailey. Like she's definitely like on the bottom of that. So, I mean, it's not that interesting that she went in my opinion, but um, I'm optimistic. I think this cast is super likable and I think that there's a lot of players. So I definitely don't think it's going to like, hinder the potential of the season but it's a little sad i was definitely rooting for katie at the end there yeah i don't know how much it really shakes up things i think probably the person that's going to be most affected by it clearly is going to be spencer uh just because that was the only solid i'm with katie we're going to work together um Mm -hmm. maybe katie felt that more so than spencer did just in terms of their drs but i feel like that'll be a big deal but it's like it's not like Katie was someone that was well loved by everyone, and you know it was a kind of a threat uh, to win the game in any way. Right. Threat socially. Like anyway. if Jacob had left, I feel like that would have been like, oh my god, the, that's like a huge yeah. like, connector piece on the board. But like Katie was like kind of on the outskirts of everything. So, um, but also yeah. someone very vocal that probably would have been very useful as someone to keep in the game uh, for a right. lot of people. Uh, Especially again in Spencer's case, because she was the one going around, be like, "I'm not voting out Spencer. I'm not voting out Spencer. You can't change my mind. I'm not voting out Spencer," uh, which was kind of a a big factor in Spencer's game tonight. Especially being only one vote difference uh, in the vote tonight, having people that are vocally for you in the house is big. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that that's probably my thoughts on it. Thank you for that question, Mark. Uh, Very thought provoking. Yeah. Really, really opens up the mind. Daniel, you got any other stuff to talk about? We got to, I got to get out of here. Um, I think that's it. Um, great episode. Um, loved it. The end. All right. That was good. You type that on a Word document. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have a poster. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for watching tonight. Uh, again, props to production for the amazing episode. Props to everyone that was here tonight in the chat. Thank you, everyone who is here live with us. If you didn't watch this live, obviously, like this video, subscribe to the channel if you want to keep up with us at all uh, and catch us live next week if you didn't catch us live beforehand. Uh, anything would be helpful if you want to follow me or Daniel at Twitter 
at Twitter on Twitter. Uh, follow me at Spicy Barrett. Follow Daniel at Daniel Icon Brown. Uh, and Roxy her hearts. Yeah, important. Roxy oh. underscore Hotman. Yeah, Roxy underscore Hotman on Twitter. Go go tell her that uh, you hope she feels better. We lost a good podcast member tonight in the middle of the That's podcast. So I know. Uh, but, yeah, uh, we'll be back next week uh, with actually a guest this time. I know I promised one last time, but you know what? It didn't happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> but next week, we actually will for sure have someone. Are we allowed to say? I don't know. Hey, Dustin. Oh. It's Dustin Schroeder <laughs> from last week. Confirmed. Uh, but, Wait, is it confirmed? Because I kind of messed up my thing this week. Yeah, I'm supposed to get someone. Daniel really messed up getting a guest this week. It's so <laughs> embarrassing. No. Yeah, yeah. as far as I know, just Dustin Schroeder will be here next week with us to talk about episode three. Um, and yeah, that'll be fun. We'll see you when we see you. Bye, Goodbye. guys. Thank you. <laughs>